So you remember the setting as we kind of shift our mind to this promise God, these promises God made to Abram that all involve him having a descendant. And Sarai was barren and getting old and Abram was even older and it looks like God's just not going to, you know, be able to, to do what it takes to get the promise fulfilled. And so Sarai has an idea that will give God a hand in that. What does she, she suggest? She offers her, her maid, her Egyptian maid, Hagar. Yes. And Abram listened to the voice of Sarai, took Hagar, went into her, she conceived, and bears a son. And, you know, it causes a lot of bad blood between Sarai and Hagar because Hagar could have a son. Listen, the barrenness was not Abram's problem. We know that now. You know, it's all on Sarai. And Hagar has a son with Abram. Sarai doesn't. Makes Hagar a little uppity. And Sarai very resentful and bitter. It was Sarai's idea. But she doesn't end up liking this too well. In fact, she more or less blames Abram for this whole thing in verse 5. May the wrong done me be upon you. I gave my maid into your arms, but when she saw that she conceived, I was despised in her sight. May the Lord judge between me and you, or you and me. You know, it's like Abram's wronged her. Uh, so, it, you know, we'll look at this as we go through the chapter. But, but the, one of the main points of this chapter is when you don't trust God and depend on him, you take matters into your own hands and you do things a way that God disapproves of, what do you expect to happen? You know, that doesn't work out too well. Every time we try to accomplish God's will on our own without his permission and against his will, it'll blow up in our face. You know, it's not the right thing to do. Paul makes a big point of this in Galatians 4, talking about how relying on the law for salvation in a non-God-approved way was just like Sarai trying to take things in her own hands and giving Abram Hagar. It was trying to accomplish God's will by our own methods instead of humbling ourselves and submitting to God's promise and trusting him to fulfill it. So that's what happens here. We've got a lot of strife now and tension in the family because Hagar has a son of Abram. Comments and questions before we actually plunge into 16.7. That's just kind of trying to set the context. All right, uh, 7 to 16. Now the angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness by the spring on the way to shore. He said, Hagar, Sarah's maid, where have you come from and where are you going? And she said, I'm fleeing from the presence of my mistress, Sarai. Then the angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit yourself to her authority. Moreover, the angel of the Lord said to her, I will greatly multiply your descendants so that they will be too many to count. The angel of the Lord said to her further, Behold, you are with child, and you will bear a son, and you shall call his name Ishmael, because the Lord has given heed to your affliction. 
He will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone, and everyone's hand will be against him, and he will live to the east of all his brothers. Then she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her, You are a God who sees. For she said, Have I, seen, have I even remained alive here after seeing him? Therefore the well was called Bir Lahiroi. Behold, it is between Kadesh and, and uh, Barad. So Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram called his name, the name of his son, whom Hagar bore, Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to him. So this angel finds Hagar. What's Hagar doing? Running from Sarai. Running from Sarai because? She's being mistreated. Yeah. Sarai is so jealous, so bitter <coughs> and resentful that Hagar is pregnant that she starts really mistreating and abusing Hagar, her servant. And so Hagar is running away. She runs away from Sarai and right into the, the hands of the Lord here. And... Uh, Kind of ironic, the questions in verse 8. What does the angel ask Hagar? Where have you come from and where are you going? Does that remind you of anything? Those are kind of typical questions of the Lord, aren't they? Yes, they are. Genesis 3.9, where are you? Yeah. Genesis 4.9, where is Abel your brother? Where are you going and where are you uh, coming from? You know, where have you come from, where you're going. Uh, so, this is kind of the kind of thing God often asks. And she explains, I'm fleeing from the presence of my mistress, Sarah. What does the angel tell Hagar to do? Go back home. Yeah. You are to go back and submit yourself to uh, Sarah. And the angel makes a great promise to Hagar. He says, I'll greatly multiply your descendants. So there'll be too many to count. Hagar herself is going to be the mother of a great nation. And explains, you're going to have a son. His name will be Ishmael. Uh, and he kind of gives a little bit of a snapshot of the future of Ishmael. What's he going to be like? A donkey. What does that mean? Stubborn. Stubborn, yeah, kind of uh, untamable, uh, unruly, and kind of like a loner, you know, fights with everybody, everybody fights with him, you know, kind of a don't mess with me kind of a guy. Uh, and he'll live to the east of his brothers, a lot of east in, you know, Genesis. Uh, so that's, you know, the angel is actually telling Hagar what all is going to happen. How does Hagar react to seeing the Lord? She seems surprised to be alive. Yeah, wow. She got to see the Lord, an angel, but the Lord in that sense. And is alive, she names the place. Uh, this well, Bir Lahiroi, the well of the living one who sees me according to my margin. Uh, God is the seeing God. He could even see Hagar running away from her mistress. Uh, so that's pretty uh, impressive to her. And uh, then Hagar bears the son, Ishmael, 
Abram was 86 when Hagar bore Ishmael to him. So just a lot of problems. I mean, Sarai's humiliated. You know, Hagar and Ishmael have a hard time. There's disharmony in the home. You know, Sarai presses the slave. It's just all kinds of things. Why? Because they had a plan that succeeded. And when it succeeded, it provoked great disaster. They didn't trust the Lord. Comments? Questions? So the descendants of Ishmael <coughs> are the Arabs today? Is that true? Is that accurate? I mean, apparently, uh, to some extent at least, you know, I don't know. I, I wouldn't, you know, affirm that all Arabs are descendants of Ishmael, but, but they migrated down in that territory and, and probably are. I think, I think the, uh, you know, it, Muslims would, would claim that. Okay. Do you think there's um, a principle here when um, the angel says, where have you come from, where are you going, go back home, submit? Yeah. I mean, she kind of went AWOL, you know, who gave her the right to leave. Mm -hmm. And she is Sarai's, you know, maidservant. She's mm -hmm. got a responsibility. I'm kind of on a confess your sins kick right now. <laughs> Have been for a little while. And it just seems like that takes care of things when you go back where you belong and you admit what you did wrong. Yeah. In our day and time, we've got shelters for everybody. <laughs> we send them to a shelter. <clears throat> and and uh, now I, don't, I don't advocate somebody going back into the situation where uh, they really truly are in danger. But I think most of the time when you have situations like this, and sometimes a, uh, a wife runs away, or, or sometimes it's the opposite, but they need to go back and get things worked out. And kids. Kids, yes, that's right. Kids. Go back to the parents. <laughs> that usually takes care of itself about the time they get hungry. But, uh, <laughs> 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 but yeah, I mean, you know, there's going to be a time later on where, you know, with God's authorization, Hagar is sent away. But, yeah. but at this point, I think she's going without any permission to do so. Yeah. It's sad to see what's going on. I mean, you know, I don't know exactly what kind of relationship Abram and Sarai had before this, but this seems to really create a lot of tension and difficulty in this family. You know, you think about it. I mean, in, 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 verse, uh, in verse 6, where it says that Sarai treated her harshly, that, it's, it reminds you of how the Egyptians treated the Israelites. Same kind of wording. They oppressed them harshly. And that's really sad. You know, this is almost a foreshadowing of the Egyptian oppression of the Jews, which led to them, with God's authorization, fleeing from the Egyptian bondage. But for Sarai to do that to her servant, you know, this is just really... This is not a good good situation. It's not going to be later on. You know, when Isaac's born, you know, it's going to create a lot more problems and difficulties all the way around. 
nobody's going to come out looking very good in that whole scenario. It's like, you know, what would we expect to happen when we don't listen to the Lord? When you listen to the voice of Sarai and not to God's voice, you sometimes create a situation that's going to have serious consequences. You know, don't, don't expect that even repentance is going to mean all the problems are suddenly erased. You don't do it God's way. There's, there's sometimes suffering for a long time after that. And tensions and difficulties and, and strife been so much better if they'd have never gone with this plan. Other thoughts? I think it's interesting that just like uh, Jacob with Rachel and Leah, God doesn't have to go into any lengthy explanation about why you shouldn't do that. All we have to do is see all of the problems that such as that causes to know better than that. Yeah, it's fascinating how rarely we get just like a moral comment and this was wrong. You see that, for example, in the end of 2 Samuel 11 with David and Bathsheba. But most of the time you don't have that. But it is fascinating as you start tracing what happened and then you start seeing kind of like cause and effect. You know, you start seeing what what the effect was, what God did, you know, the consequences of sin and so forth. And you start realizing, you know, they messed up there and that's why all these things happened. This didn't work. Yeah, exactly. Other thoughts? <coughs> Alright, chapter 17, uh, verses 1 through uh, 8.